it even more. You're listening to Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Nick. This is episode 328 for October 22nd, 2022. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico. Nick here. 10-22-22. Is that significant? Are we supposed to be celebrating that? Are you turning into a numberologist? <laughs> <laughs> is there some hidden meaning in 10-22-22? Jeez, you forgot to put a couple pool balls away, and now all of a sudden... <laughs> You're finding meaning in every number. Maybe he's looking too deep into the mole. Oh, very yeah. much so into the mole. Yes, we have. You know a- that guy on the rehearsal, Nick? Remember uh, in like episode two, the religious guy on the rehearsal that was like. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Your number <laughs> is three and mine is seven and you add it up and it's ten and ten is an even number. And that means that we're evenly matched. <laughs> it was like shit like that. Jesus. That was just one example. Wow. And I'm actually quoting it directly. That's what it was. Uh, that guy was quick, so high. <laughs> quick word on uh, the the Rob Solo Cup situation, the Mountain Dew <laughs> regimen. <laughs> quick word. So you, yes. we were talking pre-show. You you get a can of Mountain Dew per day. You allow not, yourself a can of Not every day. day. Like on the weekends, I will allow myself one can per day. Uh-huh. Because the doctor said no more Mountain Dew for you. No, they never said cut out Mountain Dew. It's just something that I am doing to help, you know, slow down kidney stones and mm. just lead a better life. Just a healthier new me at 40. And That's I commend you. That's great. a great decision. <laughs> G- giving up soda was was uh, one of the one of the best things I ever did. Yeah. Was, you gave it, it up, too? Well, I only allot myself soda now when I go to the movie theater. That's that's my time. Oh. When you get the soda. biggest jug of soda that man Correct. ever created. Correct. 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 Okay. Yeah. But that's the only time I drink soda now. And I go to the movie theater like maybe twice a month at the most. I go through spurts in my life right now. I'm in one of those spurts where it's a can a day and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Because what happens is like in the middle of the day, I work at home. So like it's easier when you're at an office, you're at an actual workplace you don't fade as easily as you do when you're at home and I'm not a coffee drinker. So somewhere around three o'clock, four o'clock in the middle of the day, I just need a little bit of caffeine in my system. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Nick. uh, I don't understand the coffee drinkers. I know you enjoy coffee. Uh, yeah, I do. I cannot deal with a hot (laughs) drink. I hate a hot drink. You know, no, I agree with you actually on that. And you're going to think I'm even crazier when I say this next thing. I drink all of my coffee room temperature. That is nuts. That's even weirder. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I also, no, but I also don't like hot drinks, like as a rule. Uh, if I go to Starbucks, I'm getting an iced coffee. When they say we don't do iced coffee, we only do cold brew. I say, okay, I'll have a hot coffee. Can you put ice in it? And then they usually do because people are stupid, oh, apparently. And they, they wow. hate you there then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I yeah, I, I drink it. Uh, Either iced or room temperature. I don't really like it hot. Yeah, I cannot do like hot. I've never been able to enjoy like hot cocoa. Oh, on a Not cold. A fan. Not a, a fan either. On a cold day, you know, wrap up with a blanket and have a hot cocoa. Gross. You know, no, I'll put ice cubes in my hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it either. 
I, I like everything cold, though, at all times of the year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I will have an ice cream cone outdoors in the middle of February. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I just want all of my food prepared cold. Nothing. You know, that, I don't like hot anything. Nothing better than a good popsicle in December. You know? Yes. Right. <laughs> I shouldn't say I don't like all my food prepared cold. That's not true at all. I like yeah. many foods that are warm, but beverages, I think, in general and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. You know? Uh, definitely. So, yeah, uh, I, I allow myself, if I choose to have a pop that day, I cannot do large amounts of soda anymore. Like, I couldn't go to the movies like you do, Nick, and have a large soda. I just couldn't do it. Because it would be bad for your insides. I just don't. I, it It isn't fun for me anymore. Like, it's not. Like, I get through a, just a little couple sips of pop, and I'm like, okay, that's enough. That That's all I need. Like, it's like having a cigarette and taking one puff off of it and just letting the rest of it burn. Like, right. that's what I do with pop now. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, that's a crazy thing. I mean, it's a, it's a great skill. Yeah. But, like, I, so you, you have a solo cup next to you, and I yeah. was like, oh, wild night of uh, plundering last week for Rob. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> No, uh, that's his daily cup that he just pours soda into. Yeah. Well, so what's crazy to me, though, is that you said that you have one can. Yes. But you split it into thirds and you drink, like, I'm assuming some for breakfast, some for lunch, some for dinner. Yeah, kind of so- yeah usually. So that's- you have a third of a can of Mountain Dew for breakfast, a yep. third of a can of Mountain Dew for lunch, and a third of a can of Mountain Dew for dinner. Yes. On Saturdays. Yeah, Saturdays basically. and Sundays usually, yeah. And you leave the can in the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> do you cover it? Do I knew you, do we were wrap getting it? to this. Yes, I cover it with <laughs> aluminum foil. It makes a nice seal foil? around. Foil? Yeah. It makes a nice seal around the top of the fucking can, and uh-huh. it stays Last fresh crap. all day. Foil? Yeah. Okay. It, it, like, forms around the can. <laughs> like he's saving leftovers. Yes. <laughs> Do you use the same foil every week? Go bag. Um, do you use yeah. the same foil every week? Or yeah, you, the foil you... the foil will hold a good form for you know a couple uses, and then you have to throw it away and get a new one. What's the longest you've ever used a single foil? Do you I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> now we're really getting into the weeds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I just don't know how you have that self control. I could not imagine. I, I don't even opening a can of soda and not downing the entire thing in five minutes. I don't even know if it's I don't even know if it's self control anymore. It's just it it it's like overeating. Like mm. you you just feel miserable after drinking that much. Right, like that feeling on Thanksgiving when you're yeah. sitting on the couch watching football. Rob's yeah. body is literally rejecting anything more than a third of Mountain Dew. Yes, <laughs> that's literally what's happening. It's like, please, no God, don't. <laughs> Which I get, though, honestly, like, if I have, like, a bottle of soda, I don't know why at the movie theater I can just do it, but anywhere else, like, if I have a bottle of soda, I can only drink, like, half of it, and I'm like, I'm done. I put it in the fridge. Soda is so magical, though. Like, it's so great. (laughs) It is. It really is great. It's a great thing. It's awful for your body, but it's, I mean, it's just sugar in liquid form. What is the difference, though, and I've always wondered this because I'm not a beer drinker, like a person can sit down and down 12 beers right. and be drunk. Sure. Uh, if you down 12 Mountain Dews, you your heart would explode. <laughs> you would <laughs> die. die. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, 
isn't like a can of soda like the equivalent of like three donuts or something like that like yeah it's something a can like that. of coke no i mean what i think what's happening on your insides is the soda is becoming syrup so it's like you're drinking syrup at it's a hardening point. like sap around your heart Right, Perfect. like it's a, and it's also burning a hole in your stomach, yeah, which I yeah. mean, alcohol does as well. But I don't. I think alcohol is is well, designed to acid. abuse. Yeah, soda has citric acid in it. But I'm yes, supposed well. to drink a lot of citric acid for kidney stones. Mm. Well, okay. Well, Doctor Nick, I think has just arrived and yeah. has some advice for you. Yeah, because I was supposed to find, and I did find uh, lemonade with citric acid as its first ingredient. Y'all lemonade fans? I enjoy a good no. raspberry lemonade. I see. I agree. I think you have to add in some of the other or, bullshit. Or some of the other berries have to get involved. Or good strawberry. Yeah. Take an Arnold Palmer, maybe. Right. Well, uh, yeah, is no. that lemonade, lemonade. tea? And, and yeah. what else? That's just lemonade oh, and tea. Oh, just lemonade and tea. That yeah. sounds One of the terrible. worst looking cans is the Arnold Palmer can. I mean, it looks like I designed it in Photoshop. It's I like that black and white. Yeah, with Arnold Palmer swinging a golf club. It's like a <laughs> looks like a newspaper clipping. Yeah, wrapped around a can. Right. It's an it's an awful can. Oh, That's that is I'm, terrible. I've never it's an awful seen looking it. can. I've yeah. never seen it because I I don't enjoy a, an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Can't imagine that they taste any. It it, it, it just sounds disgusting to me. Yeah, I'm not a big, I don't really like, like brisk, I'm not a huge fan of brisk or fresca or anything like that. I think tea in general sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's, here, here to that. It, it, it's trying, it, it, it's like it's stuck halfway in between trying to decide if it's water or coffee. Like, it's just <laughs> tea. <laughs> I, you know, I always want to be a tea drinker. That's the thing, though. Like, there's a part of me that wants to like it, but I, at some point I need to stop pretending you know? Yeah. At a certain age, you like what you like. Yeah. You know? Right. That's what I'm learning. You know, because I'm always trying to reinvent myself. Always trying to fight. You know me. I have an identity crisis every two months. So right. I'm always trying to add new things to the repertoire or whatever. But at a certain age, you got to be like, you know what? I like playing poker and fucking pounding Pepsis. And that's what I'm going to do the rest of my life. You know? Exactly. I'm not, I'm not a tea drinker. I'm never going to become a tea guy. I'm never going to become a ski resort guy. Ugh. Sweaters and hot cocoa and shit. I, it's just, I like what I like. Ski resorts are awful. I don't <laughs> understand skiing. I don't understand skiing. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one, too. However, Nick and I are considering taking a ski vacation. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we were, but like, I think the plan was to not ski originally. The original plan was just to get the resort and just be on a mountain in the cold. <sighs> no, I think the plan was to have you ski. No, I don't ski. Oh, because me and your wife were planning on sitting in the hot tub drinking whatever. <laughs> no, I, I hate skiing. I've I've uh, I've skied before, and I think it's insane that anybody would strap two skis to their feet and go down a fucking mountain. That's crazy. <laughs> ask Sunny. That's, ins- that's psychotic. Ask Sunny Bono about that. Oh wait. <laughs> 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 That was rude to share and to all Sonny Bono fans. An actual audio recording of uh, Sonny Bono's crash. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, for once, the crash wasn't your joke not landing. It was actually it was part of the joke. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
No, I want I okay, I kind of want to experience being in a ski resort sitting by the fireplace and just like watching the skiers come down the slope. Right. That's the experience that I want. Uh, Maybe a murder happens in the building and we have to figure out who did it. You know, I just want to be in a movie at a ski resort. To me, a ski resort is like me watching a NASCAR race. I'm only there for the wrecks. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm going to sit there and watch for. You've never skied, right? (laughs) No. There's no way you have. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's I mean, as a kid, you'd go sledding. But. Oh, yeah. But I mean. That's just being young and dumb and not knowing the consequences of well hitting dude, a tree. You used to sled into the road. Rubber. Yeah, you yeah. made it exactly. You're Teflon. Yeah, you, we used to ski into the road. Oh yeah, there'd be giant hills and there'd be a road at the bottom of it. Yep. it, it was the best hill in town, so we had to use it. Yep. Oh. We had um, there's a hill in my yard, then there's a hill in my neighbor's yard, and we used to go down both of them. It'd be like. You get to the bottom and you go again. Oh, oh nice. it's a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> Although there's like a secret ditch at the bottom of the first hill. So like if you didn't hit it right, you just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I told this story one time, but uh, one time we we did a, a train, a sled train. Me oh, that's a smart. <laughs> two of my friends. So I grabbed one of my friend's ankles and then my other friend uh, grabbed my ankles and we went down like a sled human centipede essentially. And... Uh, my friend in front of me was wearing a steel-toed boot, and uh, he started flailing, and I had braces at the time, <laughs> and this motherfucker kicked me in the teeth. Oh, my God. And it dislodged my braces. Oh, my God. Like, the cement came off, and I just had fucking... Wires. I just had braces hanging there. Wow. <laughs> And of course it was like, all right, run it back. <laughs> Let me say, again. I am so glad I never had braces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Fuck me, that. Here's a braces story for you. So I had braces until I was, I think, a sophomore in high school. Wow. So that was 12 years ago, 13 years ago, something like that. Uh, and uh, I had a retainer after that. You're supposed to wear the retainer the rest of your life. But me, like a bunch of other uh, braces wearers of my generation, decided not to wear my retainer anymore. So I think I've been, I don't know, 10 years without a retainer, something like that. Maybe not that long, maybe eight or nine. And one day I looked at my teeth and I'm like, you know what? These seem to be moving a little bit in a way that I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I hope you have to have adult braces. So it's been a minute. Okay, it's been a while. So I say, all right, let's make an appointment at the at the old orthodontist over there just to just to see what's happening, you know, just to take a look. And I go and I actually dig up my old retainer that was in a drawer beneath a drawer somewhere. Like it was buried. Oh. Uh and it was like all moldy and gross and shit. And uh I bring it to the orthodontist and of course it doesn't fit <laughs> at all. Like it doesn't fit at all. And she goes in there and she starts digging around and she gets the mirror and the pick and everything. And she goes, wow, you know what? These are some of the greatest teeth I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean. Did she ask for one? Did she say, like, can I, can I keep one? Yeah. Guys, she is raving about my teeth. Oh, please. I mean, like, she was laying it on thick. I've never been to a dentist before 
where she was like, like I, I think she was getting aroused. She, I, you know, I think going back to our question from a few weeks ago, where should Nico go to meet women? <laughs> I'm realizing he needs to spend more time at the orthodontist. Yeah, she maybe was a like, dermatologist too, because I always hear guys, great things about your skin. Your olive guys. skin, her who? Or that was Nick's olive. skin. That was Nick's olive skin. I have <laughs> no, no, great my, skin too, though. But Nico, Nico has better skin. I do. He has right? Venezuelan. There's skin. sun shining on you right now, Nick. You could be sunburned by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't sunburn, Rob. I don't know what you're talking about. Imagine if there was a sunburn the shape of like his blinds. Oh my god! I just have like a handprint on my just horizontal lines. Nick is illuminated by the sun through a window with blinds, and you can just see the the bars of sun hitting his face here on the on the video blinds. Dude, I'm not kidding you. She's in there. She's going wow. She said the word. Wow. She was trying to upsell you. She's trying to. She's no. got you on the hook. She was smitten, my friend. She's hooked you. She, this is how desperate I am for female attention. Yeah. She's going, wow. <laughs> and you are getting hard. Then she goes. <laughs> then she starts. She starts moving to the back of my mouth. Right. She starts checking <laughs> out. the. Let's check this <laughs> gag reflex. <laughs> starts checking out the molars. Right. <laughs> She goes, I'm not kidding you. The phrase she uses was, wow, so creative. She's like, so creative. Now, really what I discovered is that she was smitten with my old orthodontist because apparently he did incredible work in there. But she said to me, she goes, you got incredibly lucky. No one that goes as long as you have without wearing a retainer ever has a bite this good. And you have an incredible bite. So she's she's getting off on the fact that whoever was your orthodontist in the past yes. really fixed you up well. That that's right. Apparently I had like a tooth missing in the back and she's like, "Wow, they closed the gap. So creative." Oh, wow. So she's just finger blasting herself to to your old dentist. She was <laughs> aroused. She was hot and bothered. Uh, this, I mean, she, I have never been to a dentist, any doctor before, where I'm getting this many compliments. I'm like, you have an incredible bite. An incredible bite. So she's like, listen, I'll fix you up a retainer right now and we can just mold it to whatever your teeth are now. Because you got to protect this. <laughs> you got to protect this. So I got myself a new retainer. Wow. You wearing Apparently, it right now? No, but I wear it at night. And Good it's a... I don't understand how. I mean, listen, with a reaction like that, how could I not want to preserve these teeth? I don't understand Maybe that's how the plan. Just <laughs> wearing a retainer at night is helpful at all. It just seems like a scam to me. <laughs> it really? No, I I honestly kind of agree with Rob on this one. I've never, I never had braces. No. I never had a retainer. Nothing. No. Yeah, but and your teeth are naturally in there. Okay, right? Yeah, I guess. Right. I have, yeah, I have beautiful teeth. No, what braces do is they correct, they realign. What are they correcting though? Like your teeth you are mean? meant to fall out. That's what they're for. <laughs> That's why your teeth. So like, the here's teeth the thing that you gotta have, understand. This is the an teeth unbelievable conversation. Now, the are teeth- you denying the existence of orthodontists? Are you like questioning the entire scientific field? Yeah, of course. So because the- when your teeth fall, the reason your teeth are coming in at weird angles is because you're you're expected to have lost teeth by now, and these other ones are supposed to fill in the gaps. But because you haven't lost those teeth, are you saying that we're supposed to lose our adult teeth? You people lose teeth over time historically. Yeah, you. I mean, before we had like oh, I see what shit. you're saying. Like 
I'm saying like in biology. Prehistoric times. We're expected to lose our teeth. That's yeah. why some of them grow in wonky because they're expected to be able to fill in gaps. We were also expected to die at 32 years old. Yeah, well, maybe we should, Rob. I know, I don't know. I'd be on my last legs, man. I'd be <laughs> yeah. retired by now. Well, yeah. The way you talk, Nico, I would think you already are. <laughs> so I'm just supposed to accept the fact that my teeth are falling out at weird angles? Yeah, but if these yeah, teeth man. fall out, Nick, there's no other ones in the background. It's not like baby teeth. Or there's not like more teeth waiting to descend. Yeah, it's not like a fucking like a, a cup dispenser at a at a water cooler, Nick. It's not like they just keep coming in. Well, yeah, but that's why you got to have your children baby bird you when you're an adult, when you're a grown. I don't understand what we're talking person. about here. So are you saying that I that. I, I should never have gotten braces. I should have just let my teeth have like a massive underbite and be all crooked and shit. Yes. And not get complimented by the dentist in the way that I just was. You know, for you, you need a win. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think I think that compliment was probably worth it. Probably I, worth the uh, tens of thousands of dollars that you paid. Oh, I didn't pay it. Uh, but well, I know, know, but parents did at one point in time. Uh, yeah, ask I, your parents if they think it was worth it. I'd love yeah, to hear their response. Yeah. Oh, they see my smile every day, and they they know it was worth <laughs> yeah. it. And they they think, when's he moving out? <laughs> <laughs> when are you gonna put those fucking teeth to good use and get a job? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I have an incredible smile. Just for all the audio listeners out there that just visualize. I mean, what this orthodontist was visualizing. Just yeah, but she was have she had the hots for the guy who fixed your teeth. Uh, okay, whatever. I'll be the conduit. Okay, <laughs> I'll let you have it. I'll let you they're, have it. They're my teeth, you know. I mean, like uh, nobody can take that away from you. No, that's it, right. Except for time <laughs> <laughs> and your lack of commitment to your retainer. Right. <laughs> I hated losing teeth as a kid. That was the worst experience ever. Yeah, you How did you cash. get? Your, did you get? Did you get your teeth pulled? Like, did when they were loose? Did you pull it out? Uh, I or did would, you let it come out on its own? I would let it go until it about drove me nuts because I'd play with it with my tongue and I'd be right. like, "Okay, mm-hmm. it's time to get rid of this fucker," and I'd just usually twist them and they'd pop out. I hate that. Was it. not a fun time. No, we used to do the. Uh, we used to do the old floss around the tooth, slam the door. No, oh, you never did God. that. Yes, we did. No yes, we way. did. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, no. Specifically, my grandmother would do it for us. Wow. She would wrap the, wrap the floss around the tooth, wrap it around the door handle, and she'd go, three, two, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was usually more like, all right, on three, one, boom, <laughs> before we could react, you know? But do you remember that feeling of the gap, like when your oh, tooth, yeah. when your tooth fell out and <laughs> you get the blo- all the blood cleaned up because of course there was always tons of blood, right? And then you'd go in there with your tongue and just feel this gap and the and the mm-hmm. fleshy fucking gum, right? <laughs> <laughs> you would just you'd perform cunnilingus on your gums. Yes, I was I was doing oral on my own gums. <laughs> Your tongue would be there all day. <laughs> oh yeah, it would be. You're so right. <laughs> and then you'd start to feel the tooth, the, your adult tooth coming through, and be like, "Oh well, that's that fun is over." 
Right. It was like discovering a fossil too. I remember that. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's just a little, yeah, a little bit of a of little a, white yeah. speck coming through. Yeah, a little nub in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was not. But you'd get paid though. That was that was the good part about losing your tooth, right? I never got any money. No tooth fairy. No tooth fairy in Nebraska. No, she didn't. Oh. She didn't make it to the rural areas. <laughs> get a cow pie under your pillow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> tooth fairy is a cultural elite. Yeah, the coastal elite. Uh, Man, I wish you know. Hmm. I wish that science would would give us a third set of teeth. Would you take that? Would you like when you're like 35 suddenly? You're just like, what the fuck is going on? I got a loose tooth. <laughs> you grow in a new tooth in your like mid 30s. It'd be awful. It'd be Put awful. it under your pillow. <laughs> uh. I mean, that might happen one day, Nick, and you might have to go get dentures and uh, you can put those under the. They're probably working on a vaccine right now as we speak. I heard there's a vaccine for cancer now. Um, yes, there, there's always some sort of like, I think this was I, I read this article. It was it was that they were able to give lab rats uh, a vaccine that killed some certain types of cancer cells. And it's using the mRNA technology. Yes. Apparently. Yes. Yeah. So apparently there's a lot of. uh a lot of medical breakthroughs that are possible because of this technology. Now. Well, I think that uh, cancer was one of the top drivers for the mRNA uh, technology to 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 come through, and you know, it just happened that they used it for the COVID vaccine instead of you know finding the cure for cancer. But mm. I mean, are you came, questioning that? Wait, yeah, wait a minute. That are came you questioning dangerous. the priorities. That came dangerously. Close to an Alex Jones segment, and we cannot afford the payout that he was ordered to pay. So let's settle down. All right, we now have a number. <laughs> do you think? And... The, do you think the Helen Keller estate's going to come after me? <laughs> if they can find you, Rob. Yeah, yeah true. Uh... <laughs> Because in my humble opinion, uh-huh. that's a bunch of bullshit, too. <sighs> Fuck. All right. We're going into this, huh? <laughs> Can't, by the way, cancer vaccine could be made available by 2030. Yeah. I What's mean, that's about hold up. <laughs> that's about right for human human trials, I suppose. Yeah. A vaccine for cancer may be a reality within the decade, according to the husband and wife duo behind the successful Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. So it's the same husband and wife that developed that. Uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm sure nothing will ever go wrong with this then. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it right now. I can't handle it more. <laughs> uh, huh. Yeah. You know, so does, they're, the they're idea giving of a it, husband wife developing these things just makes me think of like all of those 90s movies where there's like some guy in his home just working with chemicals and he creates like <laughs> super cancer in his like basement. It's just he doesn't cure it. He makes super cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I cured cancer. The cure is super cancer. Yeah. You can't die from cancer if you're dying twice as fast from super cancer. <laughs> 
So we're, we're okay. Go ahead. Lay, lay the Helen Keller thing on me. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> Rob messaged us the other night. <laughs> I just and think, we're like, <laughs> I'm. I, I got into the TikTok conspiracy of Helen oh, Keller's no, not real. No, and, it, no. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm. I can buy into this. This is a TikTok thing. Yes, it's been a TikTok thing for about a year now, actually. <laughs> Because I remember seeing it last year about this time. The theory is that Helen Keller could not learn to read and write without being able to see or hear. So because at the age of 19 months, we'll just let's just go through the supposed history Uh, at the age of 19 months. No, it's real. She's a real person. I'm not I'm not denying that Helen Keller is a real person. What no, I but find, that was never part of your theory to begin with. What so. I find hard to believe is because she be of a of a sickness at 19 months, she became deaf and blind. So how in the world do you learn the letters? Because of supposedly water was her first word, according to the, the popular book. Mm-hmm. How do you learn what the letters W, A, T, E, and R are? Without knowing what they look like or sound like. So right. they did Braille. But how? Right. Okay. So. No. So this is, this is interesting, right? So ultimately the, the, the theory here is that it, without sight or hearing, how can you learn how to speak, read and write right. and understand things? That's right? like using a Which, computer without a keyboard and a monitor. Right, and, and Rob, and that is precisely why people fucking talk about her, because it's extraordinary. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's precisely the fucking point. Okay. But it's you, crazy. But you sent me a video of her getting on a plane. Okay, this is the one where I, I buy it. Because I gotta be honest, I was well, convinced okay, by I this video. I sent you the video because you brought up the video, right. or you brought up the flying. The fact yeah. that she supposedly piloted a plane. Okay, she never flew a plane. <laughs> Okay. That's total did you, BS. I, did you read there, about it? Of she course not. Why would I have read anything about it? For, she didn't take off or land. She got on a plane with an experienced pilot and they said, here, hold the controls for a bit. And yeah. she, she flew the plane for like an hour by holding it in a straight line. That's She just... All she did was keep the plane going. She didn't land. But She's not fucking doing loop-de-loops in the sky, you guys. You send me this video of her boarding a plane, and it's one of those, like, fixed-wing aircraft with two cockpits on it, you know, one in front of the other. And so she has to take a step up to get into the cockpit, and what does she do but look down at her feet as she's <laughs> stepping up into the plane? What the fuck is she looking down at her feet for if she can't see? uh so so are you implying i just want to make sure we all understand each other are you implying that helen keller was not blind i am not saying that no (laughs) okay then uh, then please uh explain what you are saying i am saying that she probably was deaf and blind but i think that her helper ann sullivan i believe was her name Made it all up. I think that the words that we see in Helen Keller's 12 books are words of Anne Sullivan and not Helen Keller's thoughts. That's what I'm saying. So you think the Helen Keller is a conspiracy, sort of like 
She's like a tall tale, like a Paul Bunyan or whatever. No, I think she was a real person. I have I have no doubt that she was a real person. No, 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 no. I know, but the 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 mythos of Helen Keller. Yes, yes. She's like Johnny Appleseed. Right. Because how do you <laughs> learn a language without knowing what the language looks like or sounds like, and it's just. Touch. Well, okay. I think that I think the answer is that she is learning a language that is different than the language that we use to communicate. That's probably okay, and that's probably a a an explanation that I could get behind. Okay, so for example, like touch is the only way that she can experience the world, right? right. And I guess smell as well. Okay, so maybe uh, when she. Touched because this is what I remember from the storybooks in in elementary school. Storybooks, yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> buying into the conspiracy. You called them storybooks. <laughs> well, I mean, Cinder- I mean, yeah, Cinderella picture books and shit. Cinderella is a storybook. Okay, this is <laughs> not my point. But she'd stick her hand under the the faucet. Right. I remember this this yep. image vividly. Yeah. Right. And you'd feel something rushing through her fingers. And then you would give her the letters that mean water. So now she knows that the combination of those five letters in American Sign Language and in Braille equal whatever that running water is. Whatever that thing that is running through her fingers is. Right? Right. She doesn't even... It's not like she hears the word water in her head. It's not like water Water, means... It has a name. Oh, why can't you understand? Water, Helen! Water! She's never gonna do it! There's no way she'll ever do it! Helen, Helen! Water, Helen! How can she talk if she can't hear? This is absolutely pointless! Oh. Okay, uh, hold it. Uh, let's hold it right there a second. <laughs> Rob! <laughs> South Park, it's their Thanksgiving special. <laughs> Why did you have that prepared? <laughs> I didn't. I searched for it. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I completely understand... That, yeah, she probably learned a different language than the rest of us, but I can't imagine how you operate a computer with only a touchpad. <laughs> right, but I don't think it's possible for you to imagine because you're not deaf and blind. Yeah, like, but she's not operating with a touchpad. She, there is texture that means something to her. I you suppose, know I mean? yeah. I think it's something that, like, you know, because she was deaf and blind at such a young age and had to learn in such a different way, our brains are literally not wired to conceive of it at all. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we cannot understand it, no matter how hard we try. Have you ever thought about being blind? Like, have you ever thought about, like, what that would be like? Because you imagine, oh, it's just dark. Well, no, it's yeah, not. Can, it's literally right, the absence like, of sight. Yeah, it's you like... You can try and imagine it, but it's not... You can't really understand it. So, unless you're driving right now... <laughs> listening to this audio podcast close one eye and keep uh-huh. one eye open right you don't see blackness in your closed eye do you no you don't you just see nothing that's, that's what a- being blind is like in both eyes holy shit that's a great point rob so yeah why is it that i can everybody is closing their one eye right now <laughs> i'm trying to focus on the closed eye and seeing through the closed eye yeah right that's hard. Yeah. There's I, nothing. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what being blind is like with both eyes. 
So further to my point, it's not like she's trying extra hard to figure out what water looks like. You know, it's just these symbols equal this running thing. Yeah. And she doesn't hear the word water. She doesn't see the word water printed out. She doesn't know what it. She doesn't know what it means, though. Well, I mean, she knows what water is. She knows what it means to the extent that she drinks water. Yeah. She touches water. Right. Like I could I could see like not understanding what a movie is like that. I feel like would be difficult to explain to a, a blind person. Yeah. Well, they're moving images. Well, what's an image? Right. It looks like this. Well, what's it look like? You know, it's just a bunch of colors. Well, yeah. what's a color? Yeah. Like, but like water, I can see. You know, that's you can touch it. it, so, it means so we something. got one thing down, and she supposedly right. wrote twelve <laughs> books. Well, but you started with the one thing, and then you from there you teach the alpha. So apparently, I'm reading about this. Right, um, this. Anne Sullivan actually learned how to teach Helen Keller based on another case that already existed. I'm not saying that Helen Keller was the first deaf and blind person to ever exist. No, because I think the, there were many before and there have been no, no, many no, no. after. Not, not but like learned how to teach Helen Keller based on another deaf blind person who was taught. I see. She worked at a school for the deaf, I think specifically, yeah. right? Right. Or a school for the blind and deaf. So there was a case before of someone with a similar condition, although I think they weren't blind at as young an age as Helen Keller, if I understand I, I correctly. Think that, I think that's what makes Helen Keller so unique is that, yeah, she was deaf and blind at an age where you don't remember. You don't remember being 19 months old. Right. But she was always also described as like an extremely curious person, like yeah. somebody who like desperately wanted to understand the world. And I think if you focused all of your attention on that. Yeah. You know. I. We'll agree with Rob in this regard. I believe, You're crazy. I believe this is the craziest no, hill to die on. Let me finish what I'm saying. I believe that the story has been greatly exaggerated. That's what I believe. I think that it has been um, abridged and rewritten and retold through paraphrase and um, and through the eyes of the people that wanted her to be successful. Yeah, and I and right. I, I'm yes. I I I think like maybe the water story is a little too convenient. And I think it's like an easy thing to teach kids, you know, in elementary school or whatever. Yeah. But I'm sure the actual history was a lot more complicated, and that she was given a lot more assistance than is being led on. And she could see like, her feet to step step up into an airplane. Well, okay. <laughs> For example, yes, the airplane. I mean, that is just one of many examples where it's like, Helen Keller flew an airplane. And you're like, what? <laughs> she did. But like, Pardon me? The stories, <laughs> nowhere in the stories do they imply that she took off, did a loop-de-loop, called down to well, the fucking radio do. tower. They kind of do when the YouTube video is called Helen Keller flies an airplane. You know, they're kind of implying that, you know, it's like she was talking to the tower and like you know, they were waving her in with the cones, uh, you know. You know when what would be kid, even when more? I was like when I was like seven, I had friends who their parents had let them drive the car. All right, right. At seven years old. Yeah. But the parents were controlling the gas and brakes, and they just let the kids hold onto the steering wheel on their lap. Right. 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 
I would not be bragging about my seven-year-old having a driver's license, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but if you're, you know, but if your seven-year-old is saying, "Look, I drove a car," like they kind of did. The so only- it's an, it, that's an inspirational story. I'm inspired by that. <laughs> No, but I don't want to be too mean to Helen Keller. I'm being awfully mean to Helen Keller. I'm sure she was a lovely woman. I'm sure she was a lovely woman. I'm not saying that she wasn't. Right. I just think that she wasn't blind. Yeah. No. no. (laughs) (laughs) The looking down at your feet is suspicious, but you know, Rob, you try being blind to tell me where you look. I don't fucking know, man. She's not allowed to tilt her head in any direction no, at all. No, no. She has to keep her head stiff, like, on a fucking... <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't see, so you're not allowed to turn your head. You know what's more surprising that <laughs> Helen Keller flew an airplane is that Joy from the Mole thinks she's a pilot and a navigator. <laughs> <laughs> Are we segueing to spoilers? Uh, no, not yet. I just had to... Uh, I just had well, to that, make we, gotta, we gotta round out the show, I think, with the Mole talk, right? Yeah. yeah. I just had oh, to make a Joy joke. Nick, Nick had a docket, though. Nick had a... Uh, Segment number three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick did have a, a list of things for us to get to today. I just didn't want to forget anything that we wanted to talk about, yeah. possibly. So, um, well, I'm glad Rob, we got to I, the Helen Keller stuff. I will say that. <laughs> I am not. I, you guys cannot be on the wronger side on this I, one. I, I'm gonna, I, I will say, I'm, I'm excited for the Discord to fucking come after you guys <laughs> on this because you're gonna get rammed so hard up the ass. For this horrible take. <laughs> I have to agree with Nick or Nico. I, I do think that the story's been exaggerated. I really, truly do. How could it not be? Yeah. Every story throughout history has been exaggerated. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but like even if that's the case, let's say it's been exaggerated. There is still a scenario under which a girl who is blind and deaf at 19 months learned how to speak English. That's extraordinary. It's an extraordinary thing. It is. Regardless of how fucking exaggerated it is. But listen, she gave speeches. She spoke out loud. I, that I don't buy. I, I, I need to hear she the audio. Did. I need to hear the People audio. People heard her talk. <laughs> People heard her. T- they, Video they, or it didn't happen. They. She held her hands on someone else's throat while they said a word. And then she put her hand on her own throat and felt the vibrations to learn words. This is real. <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy if you don't know this shit. Let me see if there's a clip of her talking. Oh. I mean, it's not like she spoke in a way that was, like, super fluent. She didn't speak fucking <laughs> proper British English or anything. It wasn't... But What would the Helen Keller podcast sound like? <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not do uh, this yeah, now. I just typed in Helen Keller talking, and there's a YouTube video if you want to play it. Oh, my goodness. I'm assuming it's Helen Keller Speaks Out from the Helen Keller channel on YouTube. <laughs> Helen Keller Speaks Out. Now, I will just say, I've never heard this video, so I don't know what this is going to sound like. Here, here we it's go, It's going to be really, really, really bad. Here we go, folks. Let's, let's hope this makes okay, it to let's the... let's try to be nice. Okay. <laughs> let's hope this I'm makes it to the final nice. edit of the show. <laughs> yeah. Because we know how much Nico loves to silence me. <laughs> Cancel nice. culture coming in here. Let's Canceling be nice. Rob from his own show. Eight point eight million views. It can't be wrong. Okay. In this room sits a remarkable woman. She's Miss Helen Keller. This is not. She Helen does not Keller, see no, the room speaking. or the book that she's reading. <laughs> she sees nothing. She does not hear the rustling of the curtains behind her. 
She's doing a really good job and not looking at the book. I'll give her that because she's sitting there. She's reading Braille in a, in a book. <laughs> okay. She hears nothing. She's deaf, deaf and blind. But if you enter a room, she will know it. Your lightest footfall will tell her you are coming. That's will incredible. even tell her who you are if she knows you, if she knows her old friend, Holly Thompson. Polly has been with Helen Keller 40 years. For nearly half of these, she's been Helen's only companion. Helen's eyes and ears. Yeah, can we, can we yeah, skip yeah. over this shit? I just want to hear her talk. Can we get to the talking, please? Yeah. I don't need the life story of Helen Keller. Here we go. I love this most replayed feature on YouTube now. Because you, oh, you can see where people go to to the to the heart and, and you know, right. the meat of the video. Sure. So here's that. But let Helen, with Polly's help, tell you. It is not blindness. Wow. That's her. I, I mean, you guys were hearing her. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty fucking good. Keep going. It is not blindness or deafness that burns me in my darkest It is not blindness or deafness that bring me my darkest hours. It is the attitude that I put meant in not being able to speak normally. It is the acute disappointment in not being able to speak normally. Here's where I have a problem. Okay, that is a incredible imitation of a deaf person. <laughs> Don't know. You can't have this stance. Here's here's I'm where, kidding. That's incredible. It's great. It's fantastic. But here's where I have the problem. Like this interpreter can pretty much fill in the syllables yeah that's okay I, well, I, think this, that. I think this i think the speech was pre-written rob <laughs> to be fair um, okay but in this video so she's I, i'm assuming this is ann sullivan because they were talking about her companion of only 40 years helen keller is sitting next to uh this person and they're holding hands as a way for helen to know when the other person is speaking i'm assuming and yeah, so she's sitting there listening to Helen speak and then filling in filling in the missing syllables that we can't understand. I mean, she could be putting in any word that fits there. Sure could. I'm still very impressed. I'm very I'm impressed. Still, I'm too. incredibly impressed. That is actually quite amazing. I, I've I've flipped my stance. <laughs> I flip my stance. Don't flip your stance because you're afraid of being canceled. It's Helen Keller. <laughs> I just told one of the meanest Helen Keller jokes I've ever heard. So, did I ever tell you guys about the time that when I was a a waiter, I had to I served an entire table of deaf people? Oh boy! Yes, you have told me that story. Yeah, that I, was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was so difficult. I bet it was. They also like they were they were like I think. Not fully deaf, but close enough. And they didn't have very good volume control as a result. And they spoke sort of like that, you know. Sure. But um, but they were screaming. <laughs> like, just screaming in the fucking restaurant. Everybody could hear nothing but them. But and it was like, I, I can't tell them to quiet down. <laughs> like... 
doesn't that make you doesn't that give you the energy though to also scream like we're no it gave me the energy to cower in the fucking corner really because i I didn't want it i think i would try to match that energy and see if they could hear me like (laughs) i i i passed that no i i had them point on the menu to what they wanted i wrote it down i showed them afterwards like to make sure it was right like that's that was the best i could do I was, it was also like my second day being a waiter. <laughs> I was not equipped for this at all. You're and it was like nine people and they wow. were all deaf. It was really rough. It was really rough. And, and there was no hearing person there with them. No. Yeah. No, wow. there was only less deaf and more deaf. <laughs> wow. So it was, it was rough. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this I mean, it probably wasn't as rough as you know being deaf. I, I think they right. had a harder time. <laughs> if we're gonna be honest, I don't want to. I don't want to take the. I don't want to be the victim here. <laughs> right. I mean. But um, it was really hard, you guys. Like, <laughs> well, it's more just that, like, you know, I was probably the worst person in that restaurant to be their server yeah. that day. <laughs> I will say this video that we just watched. It has blown me away. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say here and lie and say that it didn't. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I, I just have the problem of this person could <laughs> she be just fake being blind. That's all. She she's really deaf. She's just not blind. That's Rob's stance now. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's here's how deep my mistrust of human beings go. Yeah, he, sure. I'll give you an example of, of in my own life. Well, I can't say in my own life, but if I were to ever be in a position of, um, I mean, let's just shoot for the moon, president of the United States. <laughs> and, okay. and I let's would start big, let's with, start our, big. with our goals and dreams. Yep, here. Okay. Yep. If I were to become president of the United States, uh-huh. I would have a hard time believing what any translator tells me. I'm setting across uh, like the UN, right? I'm setting across oh, from okay. fucking Va- Vladimir Putin, and I'm relying on a translator to tell me what he's saying. I w- I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it because how do well, you know that that person is not? And and, and I I say this in general, uh, just watching translators. How do we know what they're translating is true and to the best of their ability, and not some twist on reality that they want to impart on people uh well first off i bet you it is sometimes i bet you the translators do you know when the world leader uh calls the other world leader an asshole to their buddy i'm sure they don't translate that bit right yeah (laughs) like yeah but also rob i mean no offense but this is why none of us three will ever be (laughs) because we only know one language and we're fucking idiots. Well, come on. Joe Biden doesn't know English and he's president. <laughs> let's, let's pump the brakes here just a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Well, here's the thing about translators, though. Like, I, I've definitely been in, in a couple scenarios where, like, I ask people, how do you translate that? Because I, I know some people that are incredible at it. Yeah. Like, they can, in real time, I, I can, like, say something and not stop and they'll just sort of translate that and is, keep listening. That is fucking amazing to me, to watch yeah, people do that. It's an incredible skill, and I've met people that can do that, and, I, and I'm like, how how is that possible? Like, what exactly is going on in your head? And it's a lot harder than you would think, because yeah. you, you're you not just taking the word, you know, you're not just taking dog and turning it into pero, you know? Yeah. Like, you are synthesizing what one person is saying, right? 
and then saying it again in another language to another person because the words don't line up exactly. No. You know, the conjugation is messed up. The order of the words is, is messed up. Sometimes there are not words for the word that you're trying to translate. So it, what you actually have to do is hear or what someone's saying. if they use an saying. idiom, if they use like a phrase, you have to yeah. like translate it to what the intent right. is more so than right. the So right, you're translating words. ideas. You're not really translating words. So you're taking what someone is saying and you're thinking about it. It, it, would, it would be like if you said something to me at, at 2 o'clock uh, this afternoon, and then at 8 o'clock tonight, I was retelling the story to someone else. Right. I would have to say it in essentially the same way, but of course I would miss details along the yeah. way. Yeah. You know? It's You're like also doing it in real time. In real time. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's So translating is actually really hard, and I'm sure things do get mixed up all the time. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> that is frightening. So... Uh, anyway, but yeah, this is definitely why you distrust people. It's also because you watch so much of the mole and you're just used to <laughs> yes. being on guard all the time. Yes. I'll be honest. After this season of the mole, I'm not sure I'll ever trust anyone again. <laughs> I think all of my relationships now are just doomed and every, it's everything. Good. Good. That's you know? what the mole's that's supposed healthy. to do to you. Yep. That's nice and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else was on the docket before we get to Yeah. Spoilers? What else was on the docket? I, I wanted to. Okay. Well. Rob, did you have any updates on your spooky story? Oh, from oh. last week. Oh, hold on. Sorry, boy. Phone calls. It's the lady. It's the old lady. It's the old lady. <laughs> She's calling now. Um, he, I, don't talk about his mother that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing that I can say that was a little freaky but coincidental was I was listening on my radio. And uh, I have a I, I can tune into some Morris code channels on like some ham radio frequencies and I have a, a translator on my phone. So my phone microphone will listen to the computer speakers and turn the dots and dashes into to letters on the screen. And there was a, a useless bit of technology. Very much so. But there was a time where I was tuned into a channel and. It spelled out N-L-C-O. I thought that was weird. N-L-C-O. Instead of N-I-C-O. Yeah. But that's probably just... You know what I want? I want a Hunter S. Thompson-esque uh, routine of Rob's daily like life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I want, like, right. I wake up, I have a third of a can of Mountain Dew, <laughs> and, a, and a donut from Walmart. <laughs> then... <laughs> 11 a.m. Turn on, on ham podcast. radio. Turn on yeah, ham radio. Right. Yeah. 12 ham radio with Morse code. Trying to decrypt some military whatever. I don't like what 12, do you do 15, all day? more Mountain Dew. <laughs> right. What? Uh, I mean, okay. Why do all these haunted stories involve me, though? I don't I, I'm not know. comfortable with that. Because I am not experiencing any of this, and I don't know why I would be haunting you or anyone would be trying to say something about me. Through me. I, don't let me get roped in with your ghost shit, man. I don't want to be involved. <laughs> but, I mean, it's been two things. It's the N and the D, the pool balls. Right. And now it's NLCO on, yeah, no, I on don't, Morris Code. Dude, keep my name out your fucking lips, dude. I don't want to be involved here. Maybe you are. Maybe you are getting signs. You're just not noticing them. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd maybe, be like Maybe me. you need yeah. to open yourself up to be trying the trying to get my attention, and I'm, like, too busy fucking... Gambling or something. You need to what's set our, up. What's, a, what's our other co-host's middle name, Nico? 
You don't know Adam's middle name? Oh, yeah, Robert. Yeah. Oh. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what if you get, what if you're walking down the street later and you get robbed? <gasps> <laughs> I hope so. And shot. <laughs> <laughs> and some guy goes, Helen Keller's real. <laughs> he shoots you in the eyes. my great 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 grandmother you're talking about <laughs> so i can write that off as as coincidental or you know just uh, uh not being able to pick up fully what the the beeps you know maybe it it picked up a dash where it's supposed to pick up two dots or something you know yeah maybe it was supposed to be an i instead of an <laughs> yeah maybe it was supposed <laughs> to be i need nico <laughs> Did you tell the ghost to leave yet? No, because I haven't had any any recurring things happen. Nothing has Did happened. You get a camera? No, I haven't gotten a camera yet. But I did mean, you put the pool balls back in the pockets? Pool balls are back in the pockets. Yeah, nothing. Okay. Nothing has happened. Interesting. Besides NLCO, nickel, Yeah, there you go. Just have a stroke right here on the air. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> what else is that so, you dog? Spooktacular next week. That's yes. I, I'm oh, putting yep. out the the proclamation right now. Nick, don't fuck it up this year. Okay, yep. my friend, don't fuck it up. Come ready to play. I, I still don't understand what's required of me. My goodness, we've been doing this now. How long was it? The fourth year now? <laughs> I think so. Has, has Nick really been with us for four spooktaculars? I think it's at least your third. Yeah, it's at least the third for sure. Yeah. You're going to come to the show, yeah, with stories. Okay. I don't. I don't. I, I, and what have I been doing all month? <laughs> right. Definitely not that. <laughs> don't paraphrase the stories. Don't just like. You know, make us watch a 30 minute YouTube video about a story or whatever. <laughs> Don't give us fictional stories. Come with. Uh, You're asking go, the impossible. Like, I don't go know. Go on to... Reddit and just g- just dig and find like a paragraph or two of first person. Like true life ghost stories. We're limiting it to two stories per person. Okay, sure. Because <laughs> I think all this audience can handle is six ghost stories. But make it like, yeah, so you it can be read in like two minutes yeah. each. Yeah. The <laughs> ones I really like to focus on, and I don't know why, are the ones where you where people uh, claim that they were like transported to an alternate universe. Those I love those right. stories. Yes. I don't know why, but I love those stories. Yeah, those are great. So, so that's, that's so try, probably try what finding I'm stuff find. like that. Don't find like you know the headless horseman or whatever, and retell that <laughs> fucking thing. I don't think I ever did that. My God, the phone's <laughs> ringing off the hook yeah, today. I know, I know. It's you should pick it up, Nico. Holy shit! Dude, if it's... <laughs> okay, if there's a Is Robert area there. Code, hang on. <laughs> Let's check it out. <laughs> they stopped calling. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, how many times did it ring? Four. For D. Was it four? Uh, I don't know. Maybe three. I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought it was three. Oh, R-O-B. 
Ooh, that's loud. Yeah, that was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> Did we want to talk about this, um, the, the, the trial that they're talking about in the Discord? Yeah, here? we can talk a little bit about Daryl Brooks. You said you I didn't, I didn't watch any of the clips. I've watched some of the clips. He, Apparently this guy's a riot. So why don't you tell why he's on tra- trial, Nick? Because you probably know more of the details than I do. Nico knows well, it's, nothing. It's pretty straightforward. I think it's pretty <laughs> straightforward. The guy plowed his car through a Christmas parade. In it was it in years. Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. And this was a, around the time of the Rittenhouse stuff too, wasn't it? It was like I think it was. I think it was similar time frame. I think s- it was Waukesha was the town. Oh, maybe that's where I'm getting the connection. It was in the same area. Uh well Rittenhouse was in Kenosha. Oh. Why do Wisconsin so sound have, similar? Why do Wisconsinites have such weird every town has to end in sh? Yeah, so I think this was in Waukesha during the Christmas parade, and I think he killed quite a few children and injured a lot of people. Um, and apparently like 17, he, he killed seventeen and injured seventeen. Does that sound right? Maybe it, it might have even been more. Yeah. It might have even been more in the injury column or something like that. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It was really really bad. And uh, uh, six, apparently six, six people were killed. Oh, okay. And how okay. many how many injured? Sixty two. Oof, 62. Wow, yeah. I don't know where I got those numbers from then. Yeah, really bad. Um and apparently this guy is according to our Discord here defending himself. I and did just not being know this. Generally a nuisance. I mean, I had no- Let me let me read to you. I mean, join the Discord, hop in the chat and read some of this yourself if you want, but um apparently Daryl Brooks is the name of the individual. He's refusing to identify as Daryl Brooks and says he knows nobody by that name. That's right. Um, (laughs) He keeps calling witnesses that end up incriminating him and say, like, he called a witness of, like, somebody who he injured her child. (laughs) And she goes on the stand and is crying about her child obviously being horribly injured. Uh-huh. And this is, is his witness. Is he like cross-examining her though? <laughs> I don't know. He's I'm probably. Sure. One of the witnesses he wants to call is the state of Wisconsin. He has asked multiple times if the witness knew if the state of Wisconsin is a person or entity and if they have ever had any interaction with the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> He's he accused the judge of treason. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the judge looks like Sarah Palin. According she to the does have show. a similar. There is a very similar look. The judge, I mean, she's she's a very beautiful woman. To be right down honest, with you. <laughs> she really, she really, she truly is. <laughs> she is. She's not There's something ah! I really. Something about she looks like Sarah Palin and she's a really beautiful woman coming out of Rob's mouth is just like <laughs> she's mwah. not the she's not the stereotypical judge. She's not Judge Wapner. She's mm. <laughs> she's she's beautiful. She's beautiful for a judge. <laughs> so like you know clearly, well the question is either this guy is trying to plea insanity. Yeah. Or he's insane. I, I, I suppose those are not mutually exclusive. No, the, I don't. The think guy that. learned three legal terms and keeps using them to try to defend himself. 
His defense makes no sense, and his witnesses keep incriminating him. It will not end well. Here's the prosecution the- just cross-examined DB's current witness, and she is crying about the injuries her children sustain. Oh, exactly what you just said. Yeah. yeah Judge yeah. rejects Daryl Brooks' attempt to call State of Wisconsin to testify. This is a two-minute clip. Should we listen? What do to you it? do with a judge in this case? It's oh, like you're running a. She has got to hate her life. Because like you're you're running like a, a joke. You're running yeah. a clown show. Yeah. And you have to say things that you never thought you'd have to say. Like, no, the state of Wisconsin cannot be a witness. Yeah. Like, you never thought you'd have to say that as a judge. I don't know, man. Apparently we're waiting for the jury to enter. I don't know. Or maybe leave. They wouldn't have the jury present for something like for a discussion like this. Thank you, everyone. Please be seated. You may call your first witness. Actually, your second witness. Uh, the defense would like to call the plaintiff state of Wisconsin to the stand. Your Honor, I object. The objection is noted. It is sustained. Call your next witness, please. Reason for the sustain? <laughs> Not relevant. And you haven't named a person to go along with that. I'm surprised he knew to even, like, ask for the reason. Oh, yeah. is that what sustained means? <laughs> it was accepted, Your Honor. I'll take the issue up outside the presence of the jury if necessary. Oh, Call the jury is witness, present. Please. Well, I would like to make an oral genius motion to dismiss for failure to appear by the plaintiff and for failure to state a claim from which relief can be granted. So, so he okay. Hold on. Can you pause really yep, quick? Yep. <laughs> he. I just want to say that this guy is better at defending himself than I would be. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like, I, I gotta I know be. He's clearly going to lose this case. Yeah. And it sounds like an absolute psycho. Right. But the fact that he can even use these terms, he's watching in a Matt somewhat yeah. he's seriously enough Matlock. No question. He sounds like more coherent than I was expecting. <laughs> Uh, so right there, what he did was uh, ask for the state of Wisconsin to be punished for failure to come uh, to court. Basically, I love that. I this kind of makes me want to commit a petty crime <laughs> just so I can defend myself. Because this just seems get a speeding really, ticket. Yeah, this seems really really fun. You you had a speeding ticket that you could have fought, and you refused to go to Pennsylvania. No, I did. I actually went many times. I went three times. Oh, that's right. I went three fucking times. I did do that. I drove the whole way, and then I cursed out a judge, and that didn't end well for me. <laughs> let me let me just say, man, like uh, that would, if I can give this man any advice, don't curse out the judge. Yeah, oh, I think he's done that a couple times already. Okay, it doesn't usually. <laughs> he end keeps well. of treason. I think that's a little yeah. worse. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you. Uh, oh my god, my computer monitor just went out on me course we have technical difficulties right in the middle on the helen keller show of all days. yeah <laughs> uh-oh oh god that's not good uh yeah 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 i i uh i kind of wanna i kind of want to do what this guy's doing okay. i just want to be able to yell objection you know <laughs> okay we're back online here here we go so is the state not present Mr. Brooks, I'm not going to address that any further. While the jury's present, I'll take that up outside their presence. Call your next witness, please. 
he was not prepared. <laughs> he was so not prepared to need to call his third witness. <laughs> he thought that this was going to take up days worth of time. <laughs> and he's 90 seconds in and he's panicking. <laughs> I really thought they'd call every citizen in Wisconsin. (laughs) He really thought that he was going to sit here and just waste days arguing. Uh, That is the word. That's like, remember in like high school, you'd have to like give a speech in front of the class and you had to like fill five minutes. And so you wrote a little thing the night before and you're like, ah, this will fill five minutes. And then it fills 20 seconds. (laughs) Yep. And now I'm sitting here. (laughs) I got to ad lib the rest of this Christopher Columbus lecture. (laughs) Uh, the defense calls Nicholas Kirby. All right. Nicholas Kirby. Is that a witness who's in the hallway? Do we know? I don't believe in the hallway, but we will have him brought over, Your Honor. All right, Is thank he you. on the list? It'll be just a moment or two while we wait for that witness to come into the courtroom. He must not fight anymore because that's pretty much the end of the clip. I love this quote, though. Uh, the judges at one point apparently said, this man is having a stare down with me, and quite frankly, it is making me scared. Yep, I have that clip right here. Want to run the record back? Mr. Brooks. So I'm the only one. I got one, I got one ear there working. I heard that. This on, is man. to benefit on, you so it, that no, you not. understand Ain't none your of this to witness benefit me, so let's has be clear a prior record. Your Honor, when I leave the table, I'm away from the courtroom, and I have to elevate my voice. This is the so alleged record of ableless Stop talking. Come on, man. Like, I don't know who y'all be thinking y'all fooling. I accept the value, return for value, this uh, document. One more interruption and you're going to be removed to the next courtroom. That's what you want to do anyway. It's not what I want to do. Do not interrupt Attorney Opera. So can you tell me, I believe he has seven prior criminal convictions. The OWI second from 1997, an OWI third from 1997, an OWI fourth from 2003. And he he is giving daggers to the judge right now. So the camera just pans back to him. And he he isn't even listening to the opposing counsel. He is just staring down the judge. Elaine from 2006. I need to take a break. This man right now is having a stare down with me. It's very disrespectful. He pounded his fist. Frankly, it makes me scared. And we're taking a break. Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> this trial is a shit show. Yeah. If you guys want to watch this yourself as this continues to unfold, I guess, um, our buddy John Blood did post a link yes. in our Discord. To Rekita, in the Two Cents Radio Rekita channel. Rekita Law. Uh, they're based yeah. out of Minnesota. And uh, he was, a, I think he was a defense attorney. I don't remember which trial I watched him cover but it was very interesting they did a great job he usually brings in a panel of other lawyers um much better than what court tv could ever do so awesome awesome uh channel at rakita law i can't believe they're even allowing this guy to speak it's crazy absolutely nuts um i I mean how do you fix something like this you don't allow people to represent themselves in in court i suppose no, I think you have to let that. I know, but I'm just saying right? if you were to rewrite the laws of American history. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's well, a I think bit, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> generally, but I think, uh, but like yeah. 
this judge should just kick him out though i mean he's yeah. fucking crazy yeah jesus yeah it, but it, it, um there's just no do we want to do we want to hop to the mole though no decorum in in that yeah we can hop into the mole it's it's probably time yeah th- Th- this show definitely has the right to get on our high horse about decorum. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's clutch our pearls here on Two Cents Radio. Oh, Listen, the lack two of out decorum of three of us. in yeah. a court of law. Two out of three Two Cents Radio hosts have not cursed out a judge. So. Yes, yeah. the halls of justice have been soiled. Maybe I'm on the side of the criminals in this one. Maybe that's you know I I speak for my fellow defendants out there Nico you've already had one bad take today I don't think you want to be on Daryl Brooks's side yeah, for the fellow persecuted in this country okay I don't, I don't think this is a I don't think you can afford two bad takes in one episode <laughs> I know I and gotta, I guess the mole wrong too so it's like uh, all these fucking things I, was there anything else in the in the uh, in the docket on the right? docket or just, today or are we headed right to the mall we're just going to mall yeah, nothing important. Good luck in your fantasy football this week. <laughs> before, before we tell people to tune out, I would encourage everybody to go watch The Mole on Netflix because it was an enjoyable season. It was good. I, I, it was a good season. I, I enjoyed it. And you know what? Before we really get into it, I will say that this cast, minus one person has given me hope for younger people in America. Because this was a very smart, well-spoken cast, to be right down honest with you. There was Well, that's that's nice that you're uh there was no you're tipping the tip, tipping your cap to our generation. There's no like I feel weird that this is the thing that the right. mole is the reason that you feel <laughs> a bunch of young people betraying each other over at most a hundred thousand dollars is the reason you've restored faith in kids, our country. It's not like climate change and shit. It's, it's like you're worried about. <laughs> they're not out there. They're not out there just saying yeet all the time or <laughs> yolo. It, it was a very well spoken cast. Very smart okay. cast. Well, thank you. Um, it's not a it's not a compliment to you though. Well, it's my generation. You're complimenting my generation. You're like the young people who just can't talk anymore. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, you podcast <laughs> with two of them, so I mean, you'd, you'd know. That diss is straight not busting rod. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the kind of talk that I was expecting in this season of the mole. But it is expecting them to have a TikTok challenge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In order to win $10,000, you have to perform this TikTok dance. Yeah, you must get 100,000 views on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was scared of, honestly. Uh, no, so it is It is time for spoilers. If you haven't watched them all, I would suggest you go watch it. And then you can listen to the last two episodes because we've only talked about it for two different weeks. So right. we, uh, we are now spoiling the entire season of the mole. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we will reveal who the mole is, who won. Uh, so if you don't want to listen to that, thank you for tuning in. Uh, go watch the ball and then listen. See you next week for the spectacular. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that was loud. Occur. <laughs> you can't roll your R's. No. Oh. Didn't we do okay, this, Shakira? Didn't we do this bit already? <laughs> yeah, we. Did. I'm just surprised he can't roll his R's. It always catches me off guard. Uh. So. I was prepared to come on this podcast today as I was firing up episode nine. Actually, the fun, as I was firing up the finale of the mole. Yeah. You're, you're, you're coming prepared to claim victory. 
I, not only victory. I, I was ready to just destroy this production staff. I was just I, I was ready to just kill the casting department and kill the producers and kill the editors for mm. not covering their tracks enough. Uh, and I was ready to come on here being like, man, you know, if they literally brought Eric Von Detten back yo, and made him the mole, you know, and just put him in this cast and had him, you know, go through this entire charade again, like it would have been less surprising than or I should say more surprising than the result that we got, you know, like. Yeah. I think he would have been a better mole than Joy, who I was convinced up uh, until the final moments, up until you, the last uh, five minutes of the show. You, we all, I spoke to Rob a lot off air without you, Nico, because I knew we were ahead of you on yeah. this. Uh-huh. We were all convinced it was Joy. Yeah. In fact, I was the only one of the three of us that had no suspicion of Kazi at all. Spoiler. You had no suspicion because she was she was at my number two last week uh, after so five in my episodes. Mind, Joy was the obvious mole and Kazi was just inept. Yeah. And in reality, <laughs> it was the exact opposite. Yep. I mean, I was like, yeah, it makes you rethink now because now I'm going back and I'm replaying the season and the show does. The, and it's done this in the past too. like in the finale, they'll show you the montage of all the ways that the mole sabotaged the game. I like what they did this time, though. I'm assuming the difference, Rob between this and previous seasons was actually having Kazi talk about what she was doing. No, 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 no. They've done that in the past. The reunion show was always like this. So what was different about what this What I loved about this reveal is that all three people were standing there in the warehouse together. In the past, they all had them in separate rooms. And oh. and it was like, okay, it's time to reveal who the winner is. Scan your handprint and the door will unlock. Well, and- here's the thing. The drama of it is that you you couldn't reveal who the mole or the winner is without the other two contestants knowing where they stand. Right. Right. So once you reveal one, then whoever is left that knows they're not the mole no, would, yep. would know that they won yep. or vice versa. Yep. Right. So what they would do is they wanted to parse it out because they would often a part of it, too, is that there were commercial breaks that they had to. Right. Yeah. Right. So it'd be like, we're revealing the winner now. Yeah. And then we're going to reveal the mole after the break. But it's impossible Mm -hmm. to do that with all of them in a room at different times. Right. You know. So what I liked is also they revealed who everybody thought was the mole before Revealing who the mole was. Revealing who the mole was. So we heard that Will letting you know Will suspected Kazi. Kazi suspected Joy, which it doesn't matter. Joyce suspected Will as the mole. And so when you reveal who the mole is, then you as the audience also know who won. Which Right. I mean perfect. That is how you're supposed to do it. They lucked out though, because everyone chose a different mole. Yeah, well, they could. They, could. they probably were hoping that if two people chose the same person, then they get to draw it out a little bit it longer. Maybe, right. but who got more questions correct? Maybe. Right? Yes. Which I'm assuming this will be renewed because I think it's really cheap to make. Yeah, right. It's Netflix. Yeah, it's Netflix. It's so cheap. They, they filmed yeah. this they in be, what? They three should be weeks? pumping out. They should be pumping out four seasons a year. Yeah, yeah. I think this we've talked is... about this too, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is what I loved about the reveal. Now, I will say that I think it, whatever the the snow mountain 
episode was. I think it was eight, nine. Nine. I, I knew. Nine, yeah. I knew from then on that Kazi was the mole. Really? I, yes. When she just dropped that ice block with Joy, I'm like, oh yeah, the, it, she's the mole. And, and see, all- when Joy said to her during that challenge, "I think we need to leave one ice block behind, or else we're not going to make it." That to me confirmed that it was Joy. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, up until well, the reveal, I was you know sold, what though, and was I was suspicious. mad. I was watching the show angry. I'm like, <laughs> why is the mole this obvious? It's ruining it for me. Right. You know, you know what the most suspicious, though, was when they were in the city with the birds. That was actually, for me, that was when Kazi was on my, my radar the most. Yeah. Because it was like she was the most obviously wrong. Yeah. But I just wasn't sure if she was just dumb. And because she every time she fucked something up, she really played it off well as being dumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I believed it. Though and the key it, she was that, lucky that Joy was so uh, fucking yes. inept, yes. but managed to stay in the show so long. <laughs> Joy, yeah, Joy was a godsend for the mole. Yeah, Joy even said in the reunion, I or not even in the reunion, I knew night one who the mole was. That might have been before the final quiz. I, yeah. I, she said something like, yeah, I she knew. said that, and I'm like, of course you did. You're the mole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she suspected Will the whole time. She like came up with this theory early and just never abandoned it, and never. somehow didn't get kicked off the show. Yeah, how it's crazy. in the world did she make it I, this far? I, I don't just, understand. And then she was doing those blow-ups at dinner. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was like um, accusing people of being the mole. I think you're the shit-faced mole. To yeah, Jay the shithole mole. Shit mole. Yeah. <laughs> she also. And I'm like, this is clearly something the producers egged you on. And then I'm getting mad at the producers. I'm like, why are you manufacturing drama like this? The yeah, mole should right. be better than this. Yeah. You know, why are you making the mole accuse people? Right. It's only making it more obvious. You know. So she also single-handedly lost more money for the pot. Than anyone. Yeah. yeah. She was a better mole than Kazi, actually. <laughs> she, was. she was. Yeah. Here's my because conspiracy she's theory. Stupid. <laughs> my conspiracy theory is maybe there were two moles and they just pick the more convenient mole at the end. I, what if Joy and Kazi were both moles I, and the producers just picked the one that would trick more viewers I, into thinking that they did a better job? I can't disagree with you. <laughs> Right, one bit. I really doesn't that can't. seem more. Doesn't that seem? Because here's the the only thing. Like I don't actually really believe it, but it's easier to believe than believing that Joy is actually that stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry. I need to keep track of all the lawsuits that we'll have pending after this podcast. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just jot that one down quick. Uh, no, there's no way. Come on. I I can't explain how else she made it so far. Right. She was. Unbelievably stupid. I mean, yeah. I mean, it does not hurt the show at all to have two moles and just pivot where they need to yeah. to make the show work. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going back and I'm replaying all of Joy's actions and none of them make sense. None of them. You know they what don't. I mean? None of her confessionals make sense. No. Uh, the fact that she made it this far. I mean, it's really crazy that you can identify the mole in episode one or who your suspect is in right. episode one. They make it the whole show. They make it to the finale. Yeah. And they lose. 
You, like that was right. crazy to me. It's like every episode I'm I'm hoping and I'm praying that Joy gets kicked off. Yeah. I'm crossing my fingers and I'm hoping to be wrong so I can be surprised. And it never happens. Well, but also from Joy's perspective, it's crazy that the same thing happened where she suspected Will and he made it all the way to the end. Right. And she was wrong. That's also <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. True. That I don't know so, how that's possible. I mean, yeah. she just she must be so bad at the quizzes. Like it's one of the like the show, it does there's this weird wrinkle now. If you suspect that someone is the mole, but you're bad at answering questions about them, you actually might do better on the quiz. Right. Yeah. I, I actually think that it's very possible that the winner was selected at the end of episode nine and that at the end it was just a convenient two moles and joy's just got to sit there and act like she lost and she's upset right yeah 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 i don't know man i so one I mean, thing i told rob off air was that i think avery played the best game though she even did. though she lost yeah I agree with Avery that. at the end though she started hedging her bets a little bit and I didn't think that was too smart it was not wise yeah I think at that the, point in the in game the, you need to really be locked in in the early quizzes I, I think it's smart to play the statistics game and just try to answer the questions about as many people as possible but then as the show goes along you kind of have to pick a person and stick with it well I kind of think that she lost to will probably by like one question but Will probably had Kazi the last couple episodes, though. I think I mean, he, Will was on to Kazi halfway through the season. Because but I'm sure he also hedged a little bit. Yeah. My, like, so, so I'm guessing that, honestly, the difference between Will and Avery making it to that last episode, I think, was actually probably a lot slimmer than... Oh, I'm sure. It I just don't... I don't understand how Joy can keep answering questions about Will, though, and then Avery somehow gets kicked off. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She was suspecting Kazi by the end, though. Yeah. The real well, question is, why does she pick Will at the end? Because she was suspecting Kazi for the past three episodes. And again, I, I, I've never bought her theory. She's like, Will, he's trying to come in. His whole theory is to, like, you know, be the best player so nobody suspects him. Listen, girl, he earned more money for the pot than anybody single handedly. Yeah. I don't see how you could. That is not mole behavior. No, it's just not. He That $100,000, $80,000 that was Will alone. Oh, like, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a theory. I mean, literally, they revealed who no the mole sense. is. I still think Joy is the mole. What is that about? <laughs> I, I honestly think my conspiracy has water here. It yeah, water here. I, 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 I don't understand. So. Like, the entire time, every confessional was, I, I just know it's Will. It's got to be Will. Yeah. I suspect him. Oh, I don't suspect Will anymore. Now I suspect him again. No, she I, goes, I, don't I suspect, suspect Will, but it could be anyone. Yeah. Yes. I suspect Will, but it could be anyone. Right. That's all she said. And then every quiz, she was like, I'm so nervous for tonight. I'm so nervous. It's yeah. so nerve-wracking. I'm yeah. shaking. Like, she was just laying it on so thick. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's really a job well done by the editors. Yes, it because is. Because the editors definitely wanted you be- to believe it was Joy. They yeah. that was the red the herring. fuck out of her, didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, they, they made it obvious without... While making it look like they were trying to cover their tracks, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So it 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 looked like it was obviously Joy, but it also looked like the producers were trying to cover up the fact that it was Joy. Right. And they did the double bluff on you. Yep. Much like the mole did, they did yep. the double bluff on you. They're like, we we know you know it's Joy, and you know that we know that you know it's Joy, <laughs> but. We also know that you know that we know that you know it's joy. <laughs> you know, they went one step above. Yeah. It is interesting how by the end of the show, even those who are not the mole want to look like the mole. 
I think it's a it's it, the whole show itself is an interesting concept. But Kazi played that well though because early on she played it straight, and then what she right. realizes over time, people are going to start overtly sabotaging more. Yeah, because as you right. get to the end, you care less about the money and you care more about being in the final three. You want to win, right? right. <laughs> so she, like, even Will, for example, was sabotaging the guy that got put more money in the pot than everyone by the final task was trying to sabotage on purpose. So Kazi sabotaged actually. Well, he he said that he was trying to drop that canister, and he didn't have to because challenge. Joy fucked it up so bad. Yeah, he was yeah he was determined to do it at least once just yeah. to throw someone off his tracks. But like we're talking about a thousand dollars here. I mean, yeah, right. But you know, I don't know, but, man. That's not like it's not like a real sabotage like what some of the other folks did. Right. But but it, it, it you are more incentivized to fuck up as the show goes along. And Kazi identified mm-hmm. that and just started doing what everyone else was doing. And there were several confessionals where everyone was like. Yeah, I mean, Kazi fucked that up majorly, but she ain't the mole because yeah. the mole wouldn't do it that obviously. What Kazi, what Kazi did geniusly, I think, shows in the Prison Break episode is she really made Joy the scapegoat of that as well. Like she took advantage yeah. of Joy being inept by saying, Joy, you are the first one that needs to get out of this, knowing damn well that there's a key to her fucking uh, right. cell right in front of Kazi's door. Uh, and Joy, it just is too dumb to see it. <laughs> and you know, that's it, it. Thinking back, the other two contestants were able to see out of that hole pretty easily. Yeah, and that should have tipped us off. Yeah, you know, right. that was uh, the one of the things in the Twitter thread you sent over. Yeah, I posted. Somebody so, noticed. So in the past, and they didn't do it on this season. They didn't at least reveal it in the finale. But in the past, there would be clues embedded in the actual production of the show. Yeah. Yeah, to to reveal the mole's identity, and and often it involved, uh, you know, the uh, the number on each player's notebook. They used to give players notebooks to to uh, a journal track of, yeah. And uh, on the outside of the notebook would be a number. They would be numbered one through ten or twelve or whatever. And uh, the show would often embed, you know, clues associated with that number. Like for example, uh, it, not even a notebook one, but in the very first season of the mole. Uh, Catherine was the the fourth person introduced, uh, and there's four letters in the mole. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty weak sauce one. Yeah, but there yeah. were <laughs> there was stuff like that, and uh, and Corbin Burnson on the celebrity editions of the mole made it his business to just figure out those clues. Yeah, like he wouldn't <laughs> even pay attention to the challenges no. or anything. He no. would just like, and he sounded completely insane. Yeah. As he would just count numbers, <laughs> but the thing like, is, the thing like is, Charlie he, Day with the yes, right, the yes. map in the background. So in the first season, what, what, like he would count like, oh, there's uh, there's like eight plates on the table, and this person has the eight notebook, or there's seven candles on the table, or whatever. Yeah. And so in the first season, he he saw these numbers popping up, and they were complete coincidences, and they didn't help him at all, and he got kicked off early. Yep. Then they brought him back for a second season. <laughs> And the producers are like, well, let's fuck with them yep. now. Let's actually put some real clues in there. So there was one episode I remember vividly where the the mole had notebook number seven and there were seven candles on the table in a candelabra. Yep. And he counted and said it out loud. And everyone was like, ah, Corbin Burnson doing his harebrained <laughs> scheme again. And he was and right. He was right. he was right on the money. <laughs> Still lost, but he yeah. was right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, but there but there was a Twitter thread of um 
I think it, it was put out before the episode hit Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, of yeah. Because by the end, they said this is why we think Kazi is the mole. I think there was a number transposed in post on the pizza receipt on the pizza. I don't box. think it was transposed in post. They so there were two receipts. Oh, there were two pizza receipts. One in the cell with Avery, and one at the pizza place. And I think the one in the cell with Avery had a clue. I see. And the one in the no, no, actually, what it was, it was the one in the cell with Avery, and then it was one that they used for, like, B-roll okay. to show you. Oh, and the one in the B-roll didn't have the code, but the one in the cell did. I see. Right. And that, That's what it was. And those numbers, if you associated them with letters of the alphabet, much like Rob did with his pool balls. Yeah. Uh, spelled out Kazi, right? Spelled Kazi, yeah. Wow. Right? Interesting. Yeah. There there were a number of little things like there that. Were, there were a few, um, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy for Will. Oh, I am too. Thrilled to death that he won. I I I thought for sure he was just gonna be the fucking workhorse, earn all the money, and yep. then get kicked off, and somebody else, and like Avery or somebody, was gonna take it. Yep, right. Which um, I wouldn't so have been upset with grass. Avery winning either. But no, I wouldn't either. And that is, that is the game. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna be the workhorse, you know what you're getting into. But right. it's rare to see the person who actually earns the most money go home with it. Yeah. So it was nice. It was. And Will's a likable guy. Very. I liked played him from the very game. beginning. Really played a clean game the whole way yeah. through. Turns out they picked a really good mole. Yeah. An excellent mole. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. And me too. I will add one more point. I believe that Joy should be brought back now on every single season. Because <laughs> she went from being, in my eyes, the worst bit of casting that's ever been done <laughs> on any season of the mole to an incredible bit of casting. Yeah. I mean, she did all of production's work for them. She really did. It was really incredible. Joy, you're the pilot. I want to be on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in the plane. What a great villain. Yeah. Seriously. What a great villain. What a great reality TV villain she is. When when she demanded to be on the boat during that task, I knew she was the mole. I, <laughs> I knew then. And then... Then Kazi on that mountain, that snow mountain, I I changed my mind there. It took me that you know long. What, you know what I'm surprised Will didn't do on the mountain when Will was with Avery? Because Avery, at this point, had been throwing so much suspicion on herself, and Will knew. He's yeah. like, you're obviously faking it. I'm surprised at the beginning he didn't just take her aside and say, look, Avery, we know that the sabotage is going to occur on the other end of this, yeah. so let's just get as much money as possible. Yeah. Like, let's not fuck around, okay? I'm surprised he didn't do that. There weren't a lot of coalitions. Like, they used to call them coalitions back in the day. Yeah, that would have been, you know, like, Avery had her friendship with Pranav, but as soon as she had info, she kept it to herself. Of course. Yeah. You know? And she she actually, I mean, didn't she kind of single-handedly, like, eliminate two people? (laughs) Yeah, she threw a lot of people off her scent. Yeah, or, she really onto her scent. On her scent, yeah. and they and they were eliminated that episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I like I loved it, guys. Yeah, I I didn't like it at first when Joy was the mole, but once she wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> once they pulled their second mole out, yeah, and swapped, you know, went went in the other direction. Yeah. Good season. I, I I don't think it's been my favorite season just no. because of the Netflixification of it all. Yeah. You know, like I can't say it was my favorite season either, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I'll probably go back and rewatch it knowing what I know now. 
there needs to be better theme music next season. Oh yeah. Uh, I actually like the host a lot. She did a good job. Alex, she's very good. I think they should bring her back. They were smart about where they cut their episodes because a lot of times it was right before elimination, but sometimes it wasn't. You know, sometimes it was at like um. Right, they cut the episode right when Kazi stole that exemption and left literally everybody else stranded in a warehouse for the night. Yeah. yeah. Which was also the most baller move for a for a mole. That yeah. was savage. Because that one's not even that one's not even about the money. That's right. just an That's F just you to everybody. Mean. That's, That's just, just mean. mean. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> was just fucking cruel. I But that was a baller ass move. I need to find the video and I haven't found it here. I need to find where Anderson Cooper is like 10 questions about the identity of the mole. <laughs> Person who scores lowest on the quiz will be executed. <laughs> Can't find it. By this samurai sword. He pulled out of <laughs> I, I don't know if I can watch Anderson Cooper be the host, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the Anderson Cooper of it all is a little distracting, and I think that's what I liked about Alex here. Right. Yeah. Well, she, she she's wa- a, isn't she like an MSNBC? She was, yeah. I don't know if she's yeah. still there, but she's not distracting like Anderson Cooper, though. Right. Yeah, it's a you know kind of I mean? different animal. Yeah. <laughs> Anderson Cooper was a great host. He was. I don't. I don't doubt it. He was a tremendous reality TV host, and I kind of wish that he just kept on going with that career. Yeah. I kind of wish he just hosted game shows for the rest of his life. Million dollars. Among them, a saboteur, a traitor, the mole, the winner. The one who answers the question, who is the mole? He was just so opposite of Jeff Probst. And that was that was the, <laughs> yes. the, the guy at the time when the mole came out was, well, you needed Jeff Probst. And he was not it. Yes, he was more <laughs> suave. He yes. was more buttoned up. Yes. You know, there was no like... Uh... Yeah, Anderson. Come on in, guys. <laughs> An- none of that. Anderson Cooper's giggle, especially in season two, they would they would showcase his giggle at least every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not Jeff Probst. <laughs> Do you know how I used to watch the mole? How I watched his original seasons? Oh Rob? boy, Fox Reality. Oh. That is sad. <laughs> they used to replay. I mean, I didn't have like the DVDs or anything. I was like 10. And yeah. they replayed all the seasons of The Mole on Fox Reality. Wow. And I had to watch them live because they didn't have DVR yet. Oh, my mm. God. So I would like sit there for marathons. So you're watching the reruns, but live. Yeah. Right. So basically, you're like waiting with bated breath every week, just like when it was on TV. I watched a lot of old Amazing Race seasons that way. Wow. Um, I forget. Was it? Was it the Game Show Network that used to have Amazing Race on at like eleven o'clock? Oh, I, I don't know. Like, I think I it was on late nights, and I think that's yeah. how I watched the um, one of my favorite seasons. I think it's season seven of the Amazing Race with uh, Boston Rob and Amber. Oh, God! Just keep digging deep. Like, just <laughs> why don't you come over here and just stab a knife into my heart, like? You watched, that was a great season. Watched, that was uh, that was the old. Remember the old couple that was on that season, Gretchen and something. Oh, kind of Eugene and Gretchen. Eugene, is that and right? Gretchen, oh yeah. no, that was that was the couple that won. I think. Oh no, I don't remember. I don't either. I'm sure I talked. I don't about like Boston Rob. Gretchen no, and Meredith don't either. Gretchen yeah, and Meredith, yeah. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like Boston Rob either. 
give me a bad taste in my mouth, you know? Talk to him a couple times, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't remember him ever being that nice in the interviews. No, no. I met what? him in person once, and he was so hungover uh, <laughs> from the <laughs> night before. I'm not shitting you. He was so hungover from the night before, he did not speak. <laughs> He's awesome. one of those guys, it's like, you're a reality show star. Yeah. Like, you're you're nobody. Yeah. Nobody knows who you are. You're not too big for the RFF radio podcast. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you think you're too big, you're not. No. No. You know? Oh, well. He can go on Rob Sesternino's <laughs> show. I don't care. Yeah, they're on all the fucking time. <laughs> okay, so did you guys have the same feeling that I did in that final episode, though? Like, they went to go make it a big spy thriller thing, which I thought was cool. It's a cool little With the theme. drones. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. It was really sick, right? And they were all wearing suits and everything. But this is a fundamental issue with the mole, which is in the final episode, that's when everybody is trying to perform at their worst. Uh-huh. So having it built up to be this big spy thriller thing and then watching them just fail over and over again is just kind of stupid. That's the best part of the show. <laughs> I'm sitting here. They're in suits. They're trying to. And then they're just like dropping shit. Break, like <laughs> like watching Kazi fall off the wall. I'm like, what is oh, the point of this right was, now? <laughs> that was terrible acting on her part, too. So bad. Well, but, but the thing is, like, it doesn't matter if it's bad acting. Actually, it's better if it's bad acting. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Because it almost makes it seem like she's trying to throw you off. Yeah. I think they have to up the money a little bit as it goes. Yeah, I was disappointed with the amount of money at the end. Because yeah. in the old shows, they were playing up to a half million dollars. Or what did what did fucking uh, was the, Anderson the Cooper, Cooper just season say? Not a, I thought it was a million. I, I thought it was a million. He did say up to cap. one million dollars. What was the total pot? Did they ever say? In this season? Yeah. No, I'm not not the winning pot, but like, what was the total potential? Oh, I, see, they didn't disclose that. Oh, I'm sure. It's, I don't, I'm sure it's on the wiki somewhere. I, I think they're making it up as they go. That would be my that'd be my gut. I think they're changing amounts willy nilly. Hmm. I'm not sure yeah, what I, you mean. So, in other words, uh, Nick is saying how much money could potentially be put in the play. Yeah. The what pot. was the, what was oh, if they I'm won a- every single challenge and they get everything right? And they didn't lose any money. I don't. I don't think that's a fixed number. I. I think like if by episode in this case, like in, in episode four, there was like two thousand dollars in the pot. You know. Yeah. I think that they're then adjusting on the fly, being like, "Well, we can't end the show now with eight thousand dollars in the pot." You know what I mean? I wish I yeah. could find. Back in the day, I think they. I think the first season I remember there was a little over two hundred thousand. Yeah, I think it was always over two hundred thousand. Yeah, I think. I think it was over two hundred and fifty thousand. But that's because there was a a big limit, though. Yeah, true. There was a high limit, so you know, contestants could fail often, and there would still be a pretty big pot. I'm reading here. Ultimately, the prize pot could have reached a maximum of two hundred and fifty thousand. Based on the amounts, did someone like do the math? Did someone go through all the challenges? Oh, they that's were. What going, I'm trying to figure out uh, the one wiki page that I was looking at had the total pot uh available for every episode and i can't find it right now okay my my gut would be that they're they're changing it on the fly that would be my gut 
but I don't know. This I, this person just says 200. I'm wondering if they said it early in the season, like first episode. Yeah, they might have. They might have. You know? Yeah. I think but, the last episode, they should get an opportunity to double it. Ooh. And make it like a really big challenge and... You know what they should? I feel like they should like after the first episode, everybody writes prediction of who they think the mole is, and if they got it right in episode one and they won. Ooh, that's you know what a I mean. Good like idea. you lock in a prediction in the yeah. first night. And That'd be interesting. What? That and would what? be interesting. Well, and if you if your prediction was also right at the end, then your money like doubles or something, right. or you get more. Should we get one of these people on the show? Um. Yeah. We Can should, we do that? We should try. Yeah, let's try to do that. Oh, it's on. It's I guess it's just here on Wikipedia page. How what possible earnings there were? So if you go through, yeah, final pot possible earnings two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So they, so they want go episode a, by episode. Uh huh. Wow. They, they want a hundred and one thousand five hundred dollars. The possible earnings were two hundred and fifty. And it is broke down by episode. God, Will worked so fucking hard, and he got less than half. So he worked so hard. So by episode four, there could have been a potential of a hundred thousand dollars in the ep- in the pot if they had by episode every- four. By episode four, what was the episode where Joy took all the money out of the pot? Um, <laughs> was that episode four? Something like episode that, yeah. three. They could have had a potential of seventy thousand dollars in the pot. They had thirty five hundred. There you go. That's episode. That was three. the one. That was the yeah. one. And oh, but by the end of episode four, they hadn't won any up any money. So the possible earnings could have been a hundred thousand dollars. They had thirty five hundred bucks in it. Savage. So they only had a hundred and fifty thousand. They could have at, at that point could have only had a hundred and fifty three thousand in the pot, and they ended up with a hundred and one thousand. The mole gave up after episode four. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Ep- show. Episode eight. <laughs> episode eight, 203,000 uh, possible earnings. They had 69,500 in the pot. They really just gave him money in the last two episodes. They huh? really did. <laughs> they really did. They felt, they felt bad. <laughs> I'm going to see if we can get one of these people on the show. I was. I would love to talk to not Joy. Let's. Oh, I want Joy. I kind of do want Joy on. <laughs> I want to see if she was actually, you know, doing. Oh, I'm curious what she was thinking for sure. And I'm curious if she feels like the edit unfairly portrayed her thought I, process. I, I really would like to I'm know old. what she says about the edit. Uh, that is yeah. the one thing I would be interested in knowing. But I'd love to talk to either Kezi or, or Will. Kazi. Yeah, Kazi. I, 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 and I want to know like when did Will figure out that it was Kazi? Like, yeah, was it as obvious to him as it was to us? Like, and I also want to is yeah, the edit doesn't do it any justice. Yeah, that's like, what I want to figure out. I want to figure it. out the differences between the edit and and what actually. And happened. I also want to know right. how they did their confessionals. How soon after doing the challenge did you sit down and record that? Uh, pr- confessional in in the studio. When everyone came back for the finale, do you think they actually flew them home and then flew them back out to Australia? No, no, because all of this was recorded within two or three weeks. So, so they either flew ev- they either like had people stay in Australia, yes, or they did the finale in the United States. 
after the challenge was over, they did the reveal in the U.S. I would bet they had everybody stay in Australia, filmed it, and then sent everybody home. You think so? Yeah. I'm cur- I'm curious about that. Yeah. I'll try my best to get one of these people on. Okay. Even if it's like whoever got kicked off in week two or whatever, you know. Oh, say. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have valuable insight into how the show was run. Yeah. Um, that's, I think, what we're most curious about is how is Netflix running this program? Yeah. Did you do mole interviews back in. Uh, I talked 08? to. I talked to Chubbs. I talked to Chubbs. <laughs> I remember talking to him. Yeah. But I don't remember if I talked to anybody else. Yeah. Let, we'll, we'll get on that. I just. I'll, what the fuck? I'll flash that? the old RFF credentials. <laughs> there you go. What the hell? Craig was his name. Yes. Yes. Nice guy. He acted in the film Skid Marks and played the role of the mole in the fifth season of ABC's reality summer series, The Mole. Interesting. Was he, Skid Marks with Eric Von Detten? Was he, that like the sequel to Brink? He was fast, a frat party guy in Skid Marks in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, The Mole. He's the only one out of that series that has his own Wikipedia page. Good for him. Kazi kind of gives me theater kid vibes too. Uh, Yeah, she does. I wonder if they were looking for actors. You know? I think you they know, were just looking I for... I believed s- her. Yeah. Even in the confessionals, she was really... I, yeah. I think they were just looking for somebody intelligent and able to, uh, you know, smooth talk. And, and she was both. She checkmarked both of those. She had a comment when they were deciding which briefcase went to which person before the elimination. Uh-huh. Oh, that... Yeah, where she, she switched said, it she, the last second. Well, bef- it was even before that. That that's one thing. But she, when she said to Joy when they were during the deliberation, she's like, "I think Joy should get the eight grand because <laughs> I've been watching you and you ain't going anywhere." <laughs> and I'm like, that sounded so authentic to me. Yeah, yeah. Like that to me sounded like, listen, we're, I know well, we're making a fucking reality show here, but we all know that you're the mole. So just be honest about it. Take the eight <laughs> well, grand. The and let's she, move but on. she was saying what everyone else was thinking. Yeah. Right. You know, right. that's that's that was smart. Yeah. But this is also why I want to know from the contestants how soon they recorded those confessionals, because if the producers were getting information from the contestants uh, while filming uh, the episodes and knowing what the, the contestants were thinking, they could. Right, they? They could give Kazi that information. So I'm really interested in knowing how soon they, they film those confessionals. Well, and also, like, as it, do you lie in the confessionals as part of the game? Like, are the confessionals part? Because if you're giving the producers false information, you're giving the mole false information, too. True. So do the confessionals oh, become part of the game? Oh, that's man. a fair point. That yeah, fair that's point. a good point. Yeah. So right. I don't know. Because I've always, I, thought- I, I do wonder if if Joy wasn't there, who would have won? Because <laughs> she threw so many people off. <laughs> I just want to emphasize what a great piece of casting Joy was. Yeah. I mean, every season of reality TV needs a Joy, yeah. and somehow she made it to the final three. Yeah. You know, thinking Will was the mole. How <laughs> to fucking get it, dude? <laughs> I thought for sure that was a mole trying to throw shit off, like uh, throw us off. Her scent being blaming Will, the, right. the least mole behavior person. Yeah. Uh, 
So season two coming next week. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I ready. would hope that they're wrapping up filming already. Jesus yeah. Christ, just fucking pump these out. Yeah. Has it been renewed yet? I don't think Has, so. Come on, Netflix. I know it's been in the top ten for the last couple weeks. Well, that's so. good. I think it's a more popular show than what I even thought it was back in well, the day. Kids don't even know that this was an old show. No, true. It's being billed as season one. Yeah. Well, because you go back and start watching the old season and their four by three aspect ratio, nobody wants to watch that shit. <laughs> uh, nothing about a renewal yet. Yeah, nothing. Nope. I mean, That's... that is kind of a Netflix thing, though, where a show will just pop up yeah. on the home screen and you're like, wait a minute, they've been filming another Orange is the New Black? Yeah. <laughs> It'll just appear. Yeah. I'm no. curious what the um how how is the viewership? Was it good? Well, it's number eight on the top ten right now. It's not bad. It is below Love is Blind, though. Eesh. How many seasons of that has there been? God, that everybody loves that fucking show. Starring Helen Keller. Wow. That's <laughs> wow. It's rude. <laughs> no, we I put will this woman through enough on today's podcast. <laughs> I will say that Netflix did not fuck this up as bad as I thought they were going to. I agree with that. I I I think I am pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this. I think a winning formula is you have two moles, so that way 50% of your audience is always going to be shocked by the end. <laughs> yeah. And that implies that you're a smart show writer and that you've done a good job or yeah. the, you know it makes the producers look smart so just have two moles and lie about it that's if netflix is going to revive it that's my uh what i want to know is how many people on the production staff had connections with the original mole production mm. was there any cuz maybe there was nobody or maybe the head guy was the guy who you know, I feel like you need some institutional knowledge to know how to have, run things. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm the thinking. Scenes. That's what I'm thinking. Or is it such well, an easy fucking show to produce that, you know, any schmuck can go in and and make this show that, that I, that's what I'm really interested in knowing, too. Let's go to a bank. Let's get a loan. OK. And let's make it ourselves. OK, perfect. Go ahead and sign those papers for us, Nick. All right. We'll do okay. I can forge your name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Enjoyable show. I loved it. Well neat. Well neat. Damn. Well neat. That's my line. <laughs> well neat. Damn. Well neat. I like this there idea. We We're doing it. There you we know? Go. Yeah. I'm into yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. There we you go. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Yo! Terrible! <laughs> what an indulgent podcast we have. Oh, we, we just really drop, are. We just drop lines that other <laughs> co-hosts have said. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we'll be back next week with uh, season two of The Mole. <laughs> yes. Spooktacular next week. Nick, don't fuck it up. Yeah. I'm coming locked and loaded this year. Set wow. your bar really low. Yeah.
Yeah, such everybody. A, such a bar really low. I mean, that's what they do when they're listening to this program. <laughs> they right. set the bar very low for themselves. Specifically the sound bar. They're setting that really, really, <laughs> yes. really low. Yes. When they press play. Whoops. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. End the show. Hit the freaking button. I don't already. know if I like that line. We're limping to the finish line here. <laughs> you can fix uh, it in post. Yeah. <laughs> edit that sensor out. No. No editing. We don't edit on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except when to silence me. Pure, unadulterated two cents. <laughs> Uh, join our Discord. We have a lot of fun in the Discord. Sure do. That's that's basically how we talk to everybody at this point. I, I will issue a reminder to anyone that this is relevant to, but specifically to my co-host Rob. Set your fantasy lineups. <laughs> I did. Set your lineups. I did. I got it. Yeah, only because I messaged you. Only because Nico messaged uh, me to message you. It's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> so, so why didn't Nico just message me? I don't know. I sicked my my hounds on you. <laughs> Say your Go lines. It's, it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> See you next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>